0: Okay, folks, welcome back once again to the Truth Ranger podcast. I am your Truth Ranger on duty, Richard Tucker. Right up front, I want to explain so there are no misunderstandings. This little series of podcasts are not for everyone. Specifically, my calling is to the called out church. The last day's church. I want to make sure everyone understands this. I'm not here to criticize any religion whatsoever. I don't really care what anyone is doing. I really don't. I am here to minister to those who have been called out of all that religion. All the man-made religion is not the body of Christ. The body of Christ is simply the body of Christ. If you are a person who recognizes that we are living in the latter days, approaching the last days, and you realize that you are being called out of that religious body that is not the church, whatever you want to call it, whatever name you put on it, doesn't matter. Jesus Christ only founded one body, His body. It is not any one of the tens of thousands of separated, dismembered, Entities that calls themselves the church. None of them. You can put any name on them you want. We realize that institutional religion is not the body of Christ. Now, if you don't feel that way, you don't belong here. Quite honestly, I'm not here to argue with anyone about their religion. Because if it still has a hold on you, you shouldn't be here. If you are still satisfied in the harlot church system which is totally anti-Christ, then that's where you belong. God hasn't called you out. I have no argument with you. I am here to minister to those who know they are called out. This will be episode 6 of a little series we're doing called Introducing Grace. And I hope you can stick around, but here's where I'm going to take a little break. I do this on every podcast. To give you a chance to shut me off. Because I don't want to offend you. That's not why I'm here. I'm not against your religion, whatever it is if you are there I don't care what it is they're all the same they are all the same every religion is man-made and antichrist every single one now you can say there's some that are better than others but there is only one body of christ jesus only founded his literal body of christ and these messages are meant for the people who have made the transition or are making the transition okay so here's where I'm going to shut it down and give you a chance to shut me off and tune into to somebody who will tell you what you want to hear, okay? Hey, God bless. I'll be right back. I hope you are too. Well, hello once again. The Truth Ranger Richard back with you one more time. Hey, if you've tuned in to, to hear some wild um, mouth preaching or somebody yelling and screaming about you about how bad you are or... Somebody trying to get your money and saying that you'll be blessed if you send it, you'll be disappointed. That's not what this is about. This is just me sharing from my heart what God has shown me through the years and sharing with others that are going through the wilderness journey. The wilderness journey. Have you begun the wilderness journey? Now, if you have, you know what I'm talking about. You know that there are hills and valleys along the way. There are times and days when you will feel so close to God. You will feel the presence of the Holy Spirit in ways that you never felt before. You'll feel such a closeness that it's like the best thing to heaven without dying. Do you understand? Do you identify? Have you had days like that? Or just moments? Have you ever just, all of a sudden, with nothing to provocate it, not something, music going on, or not some, you're not at some religious thing, you just happen to be being yourself, and you feel the presence of God just envelope you? Have you ever done that? That's part of the wilderness experience. But, let's go on. There's also dark, lonely valleys. There's times when we feel like the presence of God is so far away. There are times when the pressures of life become so strong, and we ask in our heart, in our minds, where is the Lord? That's nothing to be embarrassed about. It's nothing to be ashamed about. This is the wilderness journey. There are times when we are blessed so much by the presence of the Lord that we think we could never doubt Him again. And then moments later or days later, we can find ourselves to the other extreme where we're just like, events have taken place, things have happened, attitudes have happened, you woke up and it was just one of those days. We can't pretend that doesn't exist. We are not on a religious high. We're not the smiling face that will make statements like every day's a Friday because every day isn't a Friday. We can't make the statements you can have your best life now because this is not our best life. This is not. If this is your best life now, that means heaven isn't your next life. Okay. So what I'm here for, especially on this particular episode, instead of preaching and yelling and trying to prove points, I just want to share with you. And I want you to share with me, and when we get this set up right, we're going to be able to go live, and people are going to be able to talk back and actually have a conversation instead of just listening to this old man ramble on and on. That's what I'm looking for. Okay, the Wilderness Journey. How is it treating you? How have you been doing? We don't have a lot of fellowship in the wilderness journey because if you're like me, and maybe I'm wrong, but if you're like me, when this journey began for you, you were called out or drawn out from the familiar. You might have been involved in a religious institution and you felt the Holy Spirit calling you out. It might not have been some big problem. It's not always that way. You know, a lot of people leave the church, or what we call the church. I call it the institutional religion, because it's not the church. But a lot of people leave because there's some big misunderstanding about something. You know, one member gets mad at the other member for something. You know, I've seen... uh, Institutional religion separate, members separate because the the color of the carpet. I've witnessed this. You know, they, they're going to replace the carpet so they have a meeting. Well, the carpet should be red because it signifies the blood of Christ. Well, no, the, car- the carpet should be purple because it signifies this. And the least little thing will cause a separation. But see, that's the religious spirit that we have to deal with. The wilderness journey is a little different. Because even though you have moments of fellowship, like we're having right now, this isn't fulfilled fellowship because you can't talk back at me. You can write me. Hey, my email address is uh, truthradioatmail.com. I'd love to get your emails. But what I'm trying to share here is the wilderness journey is an unfamiliar, an unfamiliar event that takes place the rest of our lives. As soon as we leave Egypt, we cannot be the same. We are instantly changed because we see things differently. We hear things differently. We look at people differently. And we begin to understand why we didn't belong in Egypt. It's not that the people in Egypt are bad or good. It doesn't mean that we're better than they are. It just means that we are different. We are different by design. Now, some of you may identify with some of what I'm getting ready to say here. My wilderness journey in the beginning <clears throat> was very uncertain, quite honestly. I was really, um, we'll say, not treated too well when I started this journey. And I was treated as a total outcast, I was an outcast, as a matter of fact. People that I loved, and I believe, and now looking back that they actually loved me too, they just didn't have the the right criteria to deal with. Everybody has a perspective that kind of drives the way they, they move and they operate. So I was in the institutional religious atmosphere, loved the people there believed what they told me to believe. I tried to act like they told me to act. I tried to look like they told me to look. But there was always something there that I just felt wasn't complete. It's not that I could point my finger and say, this is bad, or this is wrong, necessarily. It was always a feeling of incompleteness. And it wasn't... Like I was angry at God, like He had held something back from me. It wasn't that. It was just that I knew I didn't belong there. I couldn't rationalize it. I couldn't explain it. And to this day, I don't think that I could, you know, make a little formula out on a piece of paper that explained it so anyone could understand it. It was a spiritual thing. It was a spiritual draw from Egypt to the wilderness. Some of you may may be able to identify with what I'm saying. But when we go through that draw, what do we do? Well, we're surrounded by people that do not understand. They do not understand because they are so indoctrinated into the religious process that they really can't back out of it. Even if they want to, but they can't even want to. You see what I'm saying? They are so... What is the word Um, spiritually initiated, indoctrinated into what they've been told to believe? That it's like if they have any question or have any thoughts of their own, then they're going to fall under judgment from their uh, religious indoctrination, from their denomination or their head of their so-called church or even their own condemnation. Now, here's where I insert a scripture. There is therefore no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. But we are in that atmosphere. The Holy Spirit starts dealing with us, drawing us out. We don't understand that because it's never happened before. The people in the institution we call brothers and sisters and we care about. They don't understand. We are being alienated alienated from those in Egypt. We don't understand that. We can't explain it, but we can't deny it. So many of us, and I was one of those people, struggled with this. My inner being is asking me, am I backsliding? Am I losing faith in God? Because you could feel, even subconsciously, the alienation that was taking place. The people treated you different. If you were honest with them, you learned very quickly that you couldn't be. If you took your accountability partner or your brother or your sister, whoever it was that you were closest to, and you just set them down and you shared even a little minuscule part of how God was dealing with you, you came up against a brick wall big time. In my particular case, I, uh, I came to people who I loved with all my heart, who said they loved me and in their own way, I believe they did, now looking back. But here's the the truth, is simple. You can't give some, something to someone unless you've got it. Nobody can show grace if they don't have grace. So when you're in a legalistic environment, don't expect them to give you something they don't have. I'm saying this because... <clears throat> Inwardly, I feel as if some of the people that habitually listen to my podcast here who um, identify with this are struggling. Some of you are struggling with the people that you love in the institutional religious realm, even your own families, and it's causing you to even have doubts yourself about yourself, okay? But here's what i got to share with you. We need to quit listening to anybody but the voice of God. Now, that's easy to say. But when you turn on a little podcast like this, when you turn on your television, when you go to a church service, and you do not feel right there, it's because you don't belong there. It's an unction. There is an unction of truth. And there is also a discernment that will tell us we don't belong there. It has nothing to do with good or bad. It has nothing to do with, you know, you're in danger somehow. It's not that big a deal. It's just the Holy Spirit's way of showing you, this is not my plan for you. Some of you, right now, listening to this, are struggling. You really are. You're going through this. You're being judged by the religious hierarchy. You're being judged by brothers and sisters that you actually love. You're being judged by people in your own family, for example. And the worst part is, you're being judged by yourself. You are your own worst accuser. You are your own worst condemner. You are your own worst judge. Now, I don't want to get too preachy on you here, but I'm going to tell you this. Some of you listening to me right now are under such self-judgment that when we talk about grace, you don't even have grace for yourself. I'm serious. Some of you still have flashbacks. I don't mean drug flashbacks necessarily, but memory flashbacks. Every now and then, something will just click and you'll think back on a time that you wish didn't even happen. When you were... Before you knew Christ, in the old life, these reminders come and you feel guilt and you feel sorrow and you feel all these emotions that are not godly. Jesus Christ does not want you to feel lost. But some of us have been drawn out of lostness twice. Think about it. Before your religious experience, we'll call it, you had... a normal experience growing up and then you came to the the point where you wanted to know God you came through a religious experience and then you came out of Egypt okay so you have been drawn out twice see this is grace this is why I always say if grace is dead in your life then grace isn't in your life grace is progressive Grace is drawing us closer to the Lord all the time. It isn't benign. It isn't dead. We are progressively being taught how to be the sons and daughters of God. It's not something that just happened. It's something that is happening and is going to happen. We're not free from grace or we're not in grace. People have the wrong, wrong idea about grace. If you listen to the first few episodes, and you'll, you'll understand what I'm saying. When people said that grace was a license to sin, the uh, second chapter of Titus tells us that it's just the opposite. It actually teaches us how to not sin. It's a teaching. It's a teaching. Our Father did not create us and just dump us. He did not leave us like weeds just to grow. He didn't. He disciplines us. He trains us. God is our creator. He is our protector. He is the one who deals with us. He's the one who talks to us. He's the one that shares to us. And here's the blessing. You know, I told you about the wilderness experience and how sometimes it could be dark and lonely. But here is the blessing of the wilderness experience. You hear from God. There's less noise. In the wilderness, there might be animals off in the distance. It sounds kind of scary, but they're off in the distance. They're still in Egypt. They're still yelling at you. But they're off in the distance. The small voice that you hear is the voice of the Holy Spirit. It's the voice of God. It's the Comforter that is sent. I hope you can identify with this. I hope you know what I'm saying. This isn't preaching as normal. This is just sharing. Last week, if you listened to the podcast before this one, last week I shared that I had been bombarded by judgmental people, condemning people, and these are people I really like. That's what's funny. Because I say that there is a Last Days Church, because I say that there is a body of Christ and it is not a religious institution, guess what? The religious spirits just just come after me, big time. I'm not criticizing their religion. Because to me, there's nothing to criticize. They're all the same. My only point is, once you come out of Egypt, to have that fellowship with other people that have come out of Egypt, If you're still in Egypt and you're happy in Egypt, then I'm not criticizing Egypt. If God has not called you out of religious bondage, then stay there. For the moment, if if he has not dealt with you, if you want to stay in the harlot system, you have no business leaving until he speaks to you and calls you out. Don't let myself or any other talking head do God's job. The Holy Spirit calls people out. Men don't call you out, because if if they do, then another man can call you somewhere else. This is God's job. The restoration, the restoration that is taking place, that I talk about all the time, the restoration is totally God's. Now, I share a lot of stuff with a lot of people. I'm on all kind of different forums. And I deal with people who are going through the restoration process, trying to understand it, and quite frankly, I see a non-religion religion. I see people who are trying to uh, profiteer off of this, seriously, as if it's theirs. No, I'm dead serious. They write books, they do seminars, they have big speeches, trying to make themselves as if they are responsible for this. You know, this has nothing to do with any man. It has nothing to do with any group of people. This is God's move, totally. I'm not here to sell you a book I haven't written, seriously. I am here to tell you what God is doing, and to re-encourage you as you go through this, this wilderness experience. It can be very confusing. It can seem very lonely at times. So now if you really think about it, can you understand? Why some of the people in the Bible who were going through the exodus, who were making the wilderness journey, why some of them wanted to turn back. Can you understand? Because what was in Egypt may have been bondage, but it was more certain. You knew where you were going to be. You knew what bricks you were going to make that day. You didn't have the wilderness question marks everywhere. You didn't have to be afraid, even though you were in bondage. See, with the wilderness journey comes a certain fear that some people just can't handle. But don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Be assured. Assure one another. The rebuilding of the body of Christ is going to mean that what he is building will replace what he built that was destroyed before. What did he build before? The body of Christ in Scripture, if we read it, were not people going out trying to convert everybody to their little thing. They weren't writing books. They weren't selling programs. They were just people loving one another and trying to help them through life. That's all we're called to do. We're not here to be be big soul winners. That's not our job. We're not here to save anyone. We're not. In fact, I'm going to say it this way, and this might be hard to deal with, but we can't save anyone everyone who's going to be saved was saved at the cross and nowhere else okay going to do things a little different here as we we wind it down this is a little different podcast but i want to share some things with him that's a squeaky chair going again i want to be a little comfort here because i think some of you are like me you're going through some things that just make you wonder they make you question But we just want to be a little comfort. I want to provide some scripture here go through a a few here. And when I read these, I want you to embrace them as prayer. Embrace them as prayer. And I'm going to tell you where they are, so maybe later you can look them up. Okay. Going to start with Hebrews 4.16. Hebrews 4.16. Let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. numbers 6:24 through 26 the lord bless you and keep you the lord make his face to shine on you and be gracious to you the lord turn his face toward you and give you peace ephesians Chapter 2, verse 4 through 5. But because of His great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ, even when we were dead in transgressions. It is by grace you have been saved. If you noticed my little emphasis on the word have, see, salvation has already taken place. When we try to te- tell people they need to be saved, what we are really telling them is they need to understand that they have been saved. They are saved. Psalm 103 verse 8. The Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in love. First Peter 5:10, 10. And the God of all grace who called you to his eternal glory in Christ, after you have suffered a little while, will himself restore you and make you strong, firm, and steadfast. Going to do that one again. First Peter 5:10, 10 And the God of all grace, who called you to his eternal glory in Christ, after you have suffered a little while, will himself restore you and make you strong, firm, and steadfast. Who's going to do the restoring? Who is going to do it? Not your preacher, not your guru, not your church group, not your accountability partner, but the Father himself. How does that make you feel? Isn't that great to know that God wrote these words for you, for us, Titus, we were talking about Titus. Titus chapter 2, verse 11 and 12. For the grace of God has appeared that offers salvation to all people, all people. It teaches us to say no to ungodliness and worldly passions, and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in this present age. And you know, that's that's a big cup there. That's a big container, because... It is telling us that no grace doesn't teach us to use it as a doormat. It's not a license to sin. It is the way to overcome. Okay. Hey, this is Richard the Truth Ranger. Gonna be right back with you. Okay, Richard, back with you one more time. I hope you enjoy these little podcasts. I really care about you people. We're going through the wilderness experience together. And i got to apologize for some of my audio quality, and my speech isn't that good. I don't know how many people know that I had a stroke. And really the only thing it affected is my speech. And when I'm really tired, I have a a problem enunciating, pronunciating, however you want to say it. I have a problem forming words sometimes. It comes and goes. And praise God, it could have been much, much worse. But be in prayer for the old man here, Okay. We are going through a wilderness journey. We are all doing it. Everyone that listens to me over once is obviously in the last day's church or they would get mad at me and shut me off. This, Like I say in the beginning, these messages are not for everyone. I'm here to encourage you. My email address is truthradioatmail.com truthradioatmail.com We're going to try to expand this. We're going to try to make it a two-way thing. We're going to try to do some series of videos because there's a lot to cover. And it's not about me. I'm just an old man that's been through a lot of stuff. I identify with some of your struggles because I've been there and done that. It doesn't make me better than you. It just means I can warn you what's coming next. <laughs> Quite honestly, if you ever felt betrayed by the people you love? Have you? That's part of the wilderness journey. Have you had people basically stone you and call you, say you weren't a Christian, you weren't a believer, you weren't even saved? That's part of the wilderness journey. If you haven't been called a heretic or a backslider yet, chances are you're not doing it right. Okay, folks? We are not condemned by our Father. We are not condemned by others in the wilderness. We are condemned by those still in Egypt, okay? I want to get further into this, but I want to say a little word of prayer here, if you don't mind. Father, in the name of Jesus, I just thank you for this little group that we've got. I thank you for your word of comfort. I thank you that you have put us together and we're outside of Egypt. I thank you for the wilderness. I thank you for the cloud by day and the fire by night. I thank you for the comfort of the Holy Spirit And I just pray for each person listening that they will find that comfort. They will find that comfort. In the precious name of your Son, Jesus, thank you. Glory to the precious name of God. Thank you so much for the precious grace he's bestowed upon us. This is just the very beginning. There is no depth. There is no limit to the wonderful grace of God. Okay. Richard, gonna back out of here, and we'll see you next time. God bless. Stay in prayer for the old man here. Bye for now. Okay, Richard, signing off one more time. I appreciate you tuning in. I hope it's it's helping you to see that we're struggling together, just like those who left Egypt struggle together. We have our doubts and fears, we have our times that were so high we think we'll never come down and we have our valley experiences. But we're in this together. And before this is all over, it's going to become more and more together. We're gonna be the real body of Christ. We're being restored. I hope you understand, I hope you see. I just wanna say that I appreciate everybody. I wanna say that there is a time that's coming That's going to be a real challenge to the people still in Egypt and the people who have left Egypt, okay? But be in prayer. Be in prayer for one another. Communicate between one another. Share one another's burdens, because that's what the body of Christ was supposed to do. We weren't supposed to talk gossip about one another. We weren't supposed to accuse one another. We were supposed to strengthen and encourage one another, and I hope you're strengthened. And I hope you're encouraged. All right. This is Richard. Going to back out. Got the squeaky chair going again. I think it's just going to be my trademark. I'm going to open the show with just squeaking my chair real good. So everybody knows it's a squeaky old man in the squeaky old chair. Okay. Well, God bless. I'll be back with you as soon as I can. Have a wonderful time in the journey until we get together again. This is Richard, the Truth Ranger. God bless and bye for now.